You're listening to Oak City Move, a new podcast from 88.1 WKNC, highlighting people doing positive things in Raleigh and beyond. Oak City Move can be heard on air every Friday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. on 88.1 WKNC or online at wknc.org listen. For episodes and more information, go to blog.wknc.org or follow us on SoundCloud at WKNC881. 88.1 WKNC. You're listening to Oak City Move, a weekly program here on WKNC that aims to highlight the organizations and individuals in our community that are striving to solve issues that are prevalent around us. Um, today, we are going to be talking to some people from Per Cup Cafe, which is Raleigh's first cat cafe. Um, but they will be here in a little bit. Um, and before that, we are going to go over some interesting events that you can attend uh, in this week and listen to some good music. Stay tuned to hear more about Per Cup Cafe and listen to Oak City Move. You're listening to 88.1 WKNC. Right now, I'm going to go over some events that are coming up in the area that you can go to. Uh, that are along the lines of some of the um, some of the ethics of Oak City Move. So the first one that I got here for you guys is Know Your Rights Training, and that will be at the Islamic Association of Raleigh on Friday from 8.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m., and they're going to be going over um, different things uh, that you need to know, um, especially if you are politically active or plan to engage in any protests or anything like that. Um, the workshop is open to absolutely anyone who feels that they or the community may be targeted by law enforcement or subject to hate attacks. Um, and again, this will be taking place at the Islamic Association of Raleigh on Friday, July 28th from 8.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Next, I've got a Girls Rock and Seas Showcase, uh, which will be at the Poor, Mu- Poor House Music Hall on Saturday, July 29th from 2 to 4. Uh, Girls Rock and Sea is a nonprofit organization here in uh, the here in the Raleigh area that uh, teaches girls and gender nonconforming people that they have the right to a space and teaches them different aspects of music and things like that. Um, I'm currently a volunteer at the camp and it's really awesome. Uh, the showcase is a showcase of the work that campers have been working on all throughout the week at camp. Uh, so it'll be pretty much just kids playing songs that they uh, wrote themselves and that they are performing at the Poor House. So again, this is at the Poor House Music Hall on Saturday, July 29th from 2 to 4. And last but not least, we have the Wake County Chapter Launch Party um, of the Well-Fed Community Garden. Um, so this is part of the Carolina Jews for Justice. Um, they're opening a new chapter in Wake County. And this again is at the Well-Fed Community Garden. There's going to be um, lots of chances to meet some people from the community and things like that. So again, that's at the Well-Fed Community Garden on Sunday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And again, if you miss any details about these events, you can check it out on Facebook um, or reach out to us here at the radio station at 919-5-5-0-8-8-1. You can call that number or 919-5-5-2-4-0-0. Also, if you have any song requests or any comments or concerns about this show. So next up, we're going to be listening to Never Your Girlfriend by Mineral Girls. And in a little bit, we're going to be hearing from the starters of Per Cup Cafe, which is the first cat cafe here in Raleigh, North Carolina. You're listening to 88.1 WKNC. I'm here with the starters of Per Cup Cafe, Raleigh, North Carolina's first cat cafe. Hi, guys. Hey. Thanks for having us. No, no problem. So tell us, what, what is a cat cafe? 
So Cat Cafe is pretty much just a normal cafe, but better. Because uh, <laughs> in addition to all the normal stuff that comes along with the coffee shop, there's also a cat lounge within the coffee shop. Um, so basically picture your favorite coffee shop um, and a room full of cats. Sweet. And what made you guys want to open one in Raleigh? We love cats. Yeah. <laughs> we love coffee. I don't we think we think it's we think it's the you know the time and the place. Yeah, it's like it's um it started like three years ago in the U.S. It was mm-hmm. like in Taiwan and Japan before, and uh, the first one started mm. in the U.S. in Oakland three or four years ago, and since then it's really just like taken off and spread all over the country. And if you like look up cities that have them, it's like. All sit like all all the big cities have them obviously, but also mm-hmm. like smaller cities, and you can like definitely see that like Raleigh could be included on the list. Yeah. And yeah, they're yeah. coming down the eastern seaboard. They're in Atlanta. Richmond's getting one. Um, Wilmington's trying to start trying to start one there. Charleston. Charleston has yeah. one. So I mean, they're spreading all over. We figured we'd it was just a matter of time before somebody did it here. So we wanted to be the people that did it. You know. Yeah, yeah. we're both. We were the right people for it. We're both very like passionate people. We're like, all right, what what do we want to do? Like, what do we like? I was like, cats? Okay, let's do, let's do it. Like, if we can, um, you know, like, start a business that is, like, saving cats, that's, like, totally ideal. So what us. So I, what most people don't realize is, I think, that the cats that you guys, like, have in your pop-up cat cafes and hopefully eventually in the actual cafe, they're shelter cats, right? Yes. They're from Meow House Cat Rescue, and they're a foster-based rescue um so their cats live in foster homes and then go in and out of like the different pet smarts um for a couple weeks at a time uh so we really like the cat cafe is like perfect for them because it's a way to get them more exposure Mm -hmm. and it's a really like nice environment to meet cats in like we've been to a couple and it's it's a huge difference like getting to just go sit in like a no pressure environment and you know see who you make a connection with as opposed to like a shelter, which, you know, like all all rescues and shelters are like doing something good. But it's kind of, it's hard to like make a connection when they're all like in cages and like yeah. it's kind of like a pressure to adopt one. Mm-hmm. So is that how it typically goes for most cat cafes that the cats that they have in the cafe are like rescues or shelter cats? Or is that just something Usually. that's unique? to this one i think as far as we've seen right yes i don't know i don't know how the ones in like other countries are mm-hmm. i know all the ones here except i i saw like one where the cats weren't for adoption they were like residents but that seems kind of weird to me sometimes like, i'll have a resident cat one main one or two yeah you know? and then yeah. all the other ones will be up for adoption but it seems kind of weird to have one where they're not for adoption because mm-hmm. then you are kind of like just making money off of them yeah and like also yeah. i think for me personally, it's like exciting to think like, oh, we can go this week and like we can go next week and there will be new cats there. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that's fun. Yeah. I mean, we it started, you know, I mean, or it's all about getting cats adopted, saving cats for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's going to be a cool place, a novel idea, you know, an interesting thing in Raleigh. But really, yeah. it's about getting, you know, cats more exposure. We have four cats ourselves. <laughs> We'd have more if room allowed. And when room does allow, we probably will. But this is kind of a way to do that in a healthy, positive way yeah. without inundating ourselves and becoming crazy cat people that have 30 and we can't take care of any of them. This way we can have more and, you know, share them with other people too and hopefully get them forever homes, forever families. 
So what was that process like? I mean, obviously in Raleigh, there's been a surge of like, you know, local businesses. It's like a hot spot pretty much for local, especially when it comes to coffee. You know, there's mm-hmm. no shortage of local coffee shops. But with something so, you know, different, I guess, something that it doesn't already exist, that there might not necessarily some people might not see that there's a spot for like what was that process like in terms of once you realized that this is what you wanted to do where did you go from there mm-hmm. um i just like spent a lot of time doing research and making like any connections i could like basically if anyone was like oh i have like someone with this this and this experience like do you want to talk to them i just like always said yes because <laughs> i was like yeah like i'll get something out of it mm-hmm. um and I think it kind of helped that, you know, it is unlikely, like an unlikely business in a way. It's like, you know, you, you get like different reactions. Some people are like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. And some people are like, what is that? Like, how would that work? Uh, most people have been supportive. But um, yeah, there's no like path to follow, I guess, mm-hmm. with it. Uh, I did reach out to a lot of other people who run cat cafes And that was really awesome. I've made connections with them and, like, corresponded and kept in touch with them. And that's super helpful. Um, But we just kind of, like, I don't know. I'm very, like, I'm just like, all right, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And if people don't think it's a good idea, that's fine. (laughs) Um, Well, your first call was to the health board. Did you say that? No. That was the first move we made was to call the health board and say, is this something we can do before we start putting... Yeah, time yeah. and money into it because there's weird rules about yeah pets. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's you know bars let dogs in, and but we don't. I don't know if any you know some coffee shops let dogs in, but we didn't know what the parameters were. Yeah. So you know sometimes you'll get going on something and then look into it and it's like oh you can't really do that. You know they're just kind of like skirting the laws or there's like a loophole or they're just kind of being like whatever we'll do it anyway. But um that was the first move we made. Yeah. So and, what was that conversation like? What I mean like is there any legislation in North Carolina or in Raleigh that discusses i mean the possibility of having a space where animals are side by side with a, a place that's producing food and drink yeah so the legislation basically says you can't do it but <sighs> if you don't prepare food on site which we were basically already like not gonna do because i don't i'd like kind of rather just get it from like other local places cause there's so yeah. many like awesome bakeries and stuff um and we wanted to keep it, like, really simple. I was like, I don't really want, like, a kitchen. I'd yeah. rather just, like, stick to the coffee. Um, so if you don't prepare food on site and you use single-use cups, um, okay. you can really do anything. It's kind of like a huh. – I, I don't know that it could be called a loophole, but it kind of feels like one. Yeah. So what you did can, she say? She said if you, <laughs> use, if you don't prepare food on site and you don't use glassware, you use all, like – you know, disposable cuffs, we can't we can't she, touch you. She said, she said she said you can do whatever you want. That's what she said. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Oh, you don't well. hear that much from <laughs> yeah. bureaucrats. No offense. Not yeah. getting into that. Yeah. No, I'm no. Kidding. Usually just it's <laughs> usually there's always like, you know, yeah. With plans, especially things that like you said, that there isn't really yeah. a, a like a precedent for. Like yeah. it's usually you're like stopped right at the beginning with yeah. like legislation that really nobody knows anything about. They were like surprisingly I was like emailing her and she was like, okay, just like call me. And I called her and she answered, which is a miracle when you're trying to talk to someone (laughs) at the government. And she was just very like, okay, well, if you do this and this and don't do this, then like 
we have nothing to do with you and you're fine. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. The, zo- the zoning board was like, that was a weird thing because they were like, well, you can't have a shelter with a cafe component. Yeah. But you can have a, ca- no, you can't the- have a cafe with a shelter component, but you, can, you can't have one, but you can have the other. Yeah. As long as you call it a shelter with a cafe component and not a cafe with a shelter component. And it's considered yeah. NX mixed use zoning. Which is like essentially the same thing, though. Yeah. Like, it's the wording. same thing. It's just how you like, he was propose like, the business, you I can't guess. Do yeah. that. You can't do that. But and, you can. At first he told us, like, no, you can't do that, and here's why. And then we were like, oh, my God, are you serious? We've been working. And then he's like, but what you can do is do it this way. And it was literally just switching the words. Yeah. And you're like, okay, All great, right, cool. Good. Thanks. I mean, yeah, if it works, it works. And then. then there's the nine cats or less thing, right? Yeah, we can only have nine cats or less in order to not be inspected as a private shelter. Which, By the, um, what is the agricultural yeah, department? Yeah, yeah. We met with them, and he was like, "I really recommend that you just stick to nine or less, and like, I'll be happy to come in and like work with you on the space still." Okay, but it's just easier for everyone if you stick to yeah. So we kind of just like thought about all the like things we could run up against, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. met with yeah. them and figured out how to. I don't want to say like get around it, but kind of just like avoid yeah things that could happen. So what's the structure i guess for the space like that you guys envision i mean obviously this, they're going to be separated but like other than that what kind of things do you envision for the cat cafe so yeah well i've always explained it as like the one we like the best is called or the one that our favorite is so far is kawaii giddy cafe in philly now it's a little smaller than we'd like ours but so they have like a big picture window in the front mm-hmm. and the cat lounge is built around that you know yeah. so you can see the cats in the window and, and see the people in there and then they have like a side entrance that goes along it and then around the back of that uh, lounge is the, you know, coffee bar area gotcha. and tables and stuff. So that's what we want. We want this, like, picture window or something in the front where you can see in and see mm-hmm. people interacting in there and doing it. And then, you know, the rest, it'll be surrounded. And that'll be closed off. That'll be gotcha. a room. And then around that will just be, like, a normal cafe. We'll have the bar, you know, somewhere over there or the mm-hmm. coffee bar and uh, tables and chairs and whatnot. So you can come in and, like, look in there. You don't have to pay. But gotcha. if you want to go in the room, that, that's where the reservation comes into play okay and, you know we have it'll be like we haven't figured out all that all that stuff yet but it'll be you know um yeah that that's where that's where we'll be like generating different types of income and whatnot so got you um, okay and then too like on the flip side of that like can people just go into the cafe portion of it and just like like use it as a normal coffee shop like if i yeah. wanted to go do school work or something like that and just yeah. hang out like yeah that's my, what we, want. we don't shop. we don't want it to just be only you know, the, this this cat lounge in a bar. We want it to be a normal cafe with this component. So mm-hmm. parents, like, uh, we meet a lot of parents who are allergic, but their kids love cats. So yeah. it's like, well, you can bring them here, and they can hang out, and you can sit in the cafe, and it shouldn't <laughs> yeah. be too miserable yeah. to you. You can take a couple, whatever, <laughs> a- allergy medication and hang out for an hour or two while your kid, you know, plays with cats, yeah. and you don't have to have them home, and blah, blah, blah. You know, that's one of the, one of the I think, important angles that we can, or, the, you know, the things we can do for people. Yeah, mm-hmm. we definitely want it to be, like, not only like a novelty thing you do like once a month like you you know we want people to like come in and get a cup of coffee on their way to work or on their way to class you know come in meet their friend and study um I mean personally I think that's the only way it'll work you know we need to be like getting the income of like the cat lounge novelty experience and like the regular everyday coffee shop income got you well, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to listen to some cat theme songs that you guys have brought. Uh, the first one we've got is Purr Kitty Purr by Sid King and, sorry, trying to see Sid King and the Five Strings. You're listening oh, yeah. to 88.1 WKNC. 
My name's Sarah, and you're listening to the Oak City Move, a weekly show here on WKNC that aims to highlight different people and organizations that are solving issues in our community. Today, I'm talking to the founders of Per Cup Cafe, which is the first cat cafe here in Raleigh, and it's going to be the first one in North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or is there already one that exists here? In- so there's not one that exists, but there's several that are in the works mm-hmm. so it's just kind of a race to see who, who gets there first i know like the yeah there's the woman in wilmington opening one one in greensboro one in Char- i don't know like every day i hear about a new one that's opening yeah we met a guy who wants to open another one in raleigh at one of our events and yeah. we were like all right dude <laughs> bring <good> luck <laughs> yeah there's like yeah it's like every day you hear like Someone will tell me, like, oh, I heard someone's opening one in Charlotte. Oh, someone's opening one here. So I'm like, okay. Um, But, yeah, there's several that could be the first in North Carolina. Sweet. And for now, you guys are kind of doing up these, like, pop-up cafes, right? Yeah, those have gotten crazy. The last one was, like, super busy. So what does that kind of look like? Uh, So in the simplest terms, we just show up with some cats and some coffee (laughs) And um, collect donations for the cafe startup costs and for Meow House Cat Rescue. Mm -hmm. And the first one was maybe three months ago. And um, it was really small. It was at Unleashed in City Market. And I don't know. We had maybe like 30 people come through the whole night. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. And we raised like 20 bucks. (laughs) And like this last one... I don't even, how many people were there? Probably around 200. At Unleashed in City Market? Yeah, like 150 to 200, somewhere in that neighborhood. We don't really have a way to estimate. You think there was more? Oh, I mean 300 as well. City Market? I mean 400 or 500. (laughs) (laughs) No, there was like so many people and we raised a lot of money. And um, yeah, it really like, it's kind of like surprising. Like I said, the first one was like 30 people and like, yeah, we have to kind of figure out where to go from here because, I mean, people are really awesome and are totally willing to just, like, we don't do it at, like, big venues. We haven't done one of those yet. So they're just, like, willing to wait in line to, like, mm-hmm. go meet these cats. Right. And, like, you know, but you can only do, like, so many people. I feel like if it continues to grow, we're going to have to figure out, like, a different setup or, yeah. you know, reserve spots. Uh, we're trying to figure all that out because, I mean – as awesome as it is to have such a like overwhelming turnout, it's just like getting to the point where we can't like use the same model mm-hmm. for yeah. the number of people we're having. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be like a makeshift kind of uh, improvised cat cafe in the sense that when you know before you come in to where the cats are, you get a drink and there's like tea or coffee. Yeah, and we provide that for donation treats for donation that kind of thing. Then you go inside the well, we've had them at the store. You go inside the store and then the cats are in. Um, station, so you'll like go and like meet each cat at the station. And this last yeah. one, we were able to do a kitten room where we had a few kittens in a room Aww. with a baby gate, and you could kind of sit in there and hang out with them That's um, sweet. for a couple of minutes. It wasn't we had to keep it moving because there were so many people, yeah. but uh, it's supposed to be that. That's what we want our cat cafe to be like. So we're kind of like doing these pop up improvised makeshift ones to like show you like this is what it's going to be. You get a, you get a cold brew or you get an iced tea or coffee, and then you go hang out with cats, and like that's what it's going to be. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you attribute to the rise, I guess, in the popularity of the the like pop up cafes. I mean, is it hmm. word of mouth kind of thing, or has your social media kind of just helped spread the word? Or 
Yeah, I mean, these days it's like totally all social media, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool because like you really don't have to, you just like make the event. Yeah. And then like, I mean, if it doesn't take off, that is unfortunate, but like you <laughs> hope that it takes off and then it really just like, do, like does its own thing from there. I was like, mm-hmm. we were talking about it. We were like, just stop share. Don't share it anymore. Like we already have stop. too many people interested and it would keep telling me like, so-and-so yeah. shared your event. I was like, no. <laughs> But Please, it's, um, no. yeah, I don't know how, why this one was, like, so well attended. I think we got a lot of people, like, seeing the event and, like, tagging their friends, mm-hmm. like, let's go to this. Yeah. Which is, it's really cool. I mean, I guess I never thought, like, something we created would have that kind of um, support. Yeah. Yeah. And when we got hit with, we got hit with a, a couple, you know, media outlets pretty early on, too. Like, News yeah. and Observer. Yeah. And what was the other one? WRAL. Mm-hmm. So we got media from that too, and I think that helped spread it a lot as well. So yeah, it kind of caught on in both ways. They were really cool. Like very early on, like shortly after we made the Facebook account, um, someone from the NNO was like, "I'd love to talk to you guys," and I was kind of kind of hesitant at first. I was like, "I bear like I don't think we have like enough to like to talk about." Yeah, pretty much. like, but I don't know. Then I was just kind of like, "Okay, if someone's giving you press." Get, you're not just supposed run to with say it. no. And so I, let's just do it. And I think people are just excited for things to come to Raleigh. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like grown so fast and so oh, yeah. much that yeah. whenever something new or novel is happening, if it's, you know, uh, something that people know other big cities have or that they think will, like, you know, enrich us and make it a more interesting town, it's like people yeah. are excited about it, you know? Oh, yeah. So we think that that helps spread it because who, who wouldn't want something like that here? I mean, I, I you know. I mean, honestly, that's how I found out about you guys. What happened was, like, I saw it on Facebook. I don't remember. Somebody, nobody shared it with me. But, like, I saw it somehow on Facebook. Like, somebody else, I guess, in my circle was, I'd put that they were interested, they were going mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and so I went out with some of my siblings and my mother. And we, and it was, like, insane. It was um at a children's bookstore downtown. I don't remember mm-hmm. the name of the store. Uh, read with me. Yeah. So there were like all these kids like that come up came up maybe like to my waist yeah. and like they all like were so excited you know like oh i want to touch the cats want to touch the cat. and there was like one adult cat and three kittens i think mm-hmm. and in, it was it was just insane like there were kids everywhere yeah. and that one were, like, was probably so like, excited that one was really we got into like a rhythm with it and like figured out the best thing to do but at first we were just kind of like there's so many kids like what do we like, do uh, yeah it's gonna like take a cat out the door yeah because, like, but, they're so passionate about it. They're like, oh, can I please, like, can I touch it? Can I yeah. hold it? Can I, like, swing it by its tail? You know, like, so, like, <laughs> they just get really, really excited and you feel bad to tell them no. It was, so. yeah, it was really sweet, though. They were, like, overall, they were, like, very good with them. And yeah. We were really, like, grateful that overall the parents were, like, very helpful. Mm-hmm. And they would tell us, like, I think this cat's ready to take a break. Yeah. Like, thank you. It was really cool, too. Like, there were people there um, from the adoption agency that you got or mm-hmm. the adoption agency that you guys work with. And like, you know, they were, yeah, they were kind of telling people like after they got to interact with the cats, they'll mm-hmm. be like, Oh, like you, this is how you can, like, if you like this cat or whatever, like this is how you could potentially adopt him, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. Um, you know, like after interacting with the cats, you get like more attached and like seeing a picture of them online or something mm-hmm. like that. Or even like you said, going into, going into the shelters and things like that, you, you're only, you're only able to interact with them so much yeah. when they're in the cages or when you're like just you're kind of forcing them, you know, to yeah. to to 
to see like what would work best for you. So it's not typically, it's not, it's not a typical way for adoption, but it's definitely one that's a lot more efficient. Yeah. It's, um, at our, not the like last pop-up event, but the one right before that, um, this woman adopted one of the kittens and it was, she was like holding it and crying. Oh, that's so sweet. This, yeah, this is why we wanted to Yeah, We got two adoptions out of that last event, right? Did we confirm the other one? No, I think just one. At least two applications. We got, yeah, we we got one adoption from our very first event, one from the not previous, but one before that. And um, the Meow House got like a lot of applications from people who said they like met us at the event. So that's that's awesome. That's what it's all about for us. So what made you decide to work with Meow House in specific? Like, was there a particular reason? Like, were they or were they the, just the first ones that were like, oh yeah, sure, we'll do this or was it kind of more, that awesome name. more like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um i had started like volunteering at a couple of different cat rescues like maybe two years ago and um i mean they're all awesome but I really like meow house was very like convenient to volunteer for and mm-hmm. that you just like did it when you could yeah um like you weren't held to certain to hours me, kind of thing like you know, our life's all over the place. Um, and I just, I really connected with the people that ran it. They're very down to earth and um, I don't know. They're just very like, very real. And mm-hmm. they, they, um, they rescue like all kinds of cats. Like they have a lot of cats that are blind or like have different health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really just like, believe every cat deserves a chance which is something i also believe and they pull from high kill shelters mm-hmm. they oh, pull from cool. harnett county yeah who has a you know we don't want to we don't want to like tarnish them or anything but they they are known for you know high kills and there's just a lot of out of control pet population there and they yeah. can't really manage it with the resources mm-hmm. they have so they'll go in there and pull out of there and like yeah they pull out by high kill and they also they just get their cats from like all over you know someone will be like oh this cat just had like kittens uh like under my porch like i need help with this yeah they just like they really give every cat a chance and i think that's really important and um also that they're foster based like they don't have a facility mm-hmm. so like they really need somewhere to where they can like, cats. like put the cats uh, yeah. around kind of yeah and they're they're a smaller rescue um i guess i like liked the idea of helping a smaller rescue right? yeah. like you know a, some of the rescues are a lot bigger and like you know they they don't need us you know yeah. it's, it would just be kind of like more work for them to mm-hmm. like to try to get the cats over there yeah and, stuff and like to that. like deal with something else they've got all their stuff all like mm-hmm. going already but um i just knew it would like be mutually beneficial to work with meow house yeah. so when you guys have the cafe open like sort of the structure in terms of adoption things like that like once somebody sees a cat or like this interact with a cat that they really like or whatever like will there be um like sort of adoption forms there or like what would be like how how are you going to sort of make that you know transition where people can can like you know take the next steps into going into adoption so they will um all the adoptions have to go through meow house okay for the agriculture department like got you we can't adopt the cats meow house has to like approve there and do the adoption but um yeah we'll definitely have applications there they can be filled out online and um 
the meow house is like very quick at doing the like process of like mm-hmm. approving and um getting them into their homes so yeah we won't be an adoption agency but we yeah. will be like a like a liaison kind yes, of thing exactly. so what i mean i've honestly i've never had the pleasure of adopting an animal um here in the united states so what is that process like i guess like in general even like specifically with meow house like what do people have to go through to be able to get you know get their animal to their forever home or whatever yeah i i'm assuming it's different for like every organization mm-hmm. for meow house you fill out an application and um you talk about your past pets like just make sure you don't have a history of like having animals die under your watch yeah and or take um, it from you. Yeah, yeah and you say like if you've had previous pets you write down who their vet was so okay. if they want to they can call and be like you know does this like person vouch for, yeah, yeah. Like an animal and welfare think, background check yeah i think they ask for like a personal reference too um and they yeah it's just someone was asking me about that at the event they're like oh i didn't know you had to like apply and i was like yeah it's really like, no you just, just take the just take yeah, the cat and i was like walk, well, you know like, a lot of people probably think they want an animal but like filling out that application they realize kind it's of, a much bigger commitment yeah and i think it weans out people who like are serious about it and people who just are like you know on a whim but he adopted two cats from the uh wake county shelter what was mm-hmm. what was that like, yeah you had to like? apply i mean yeah. but you heard back pretty quick i think they just the similar just looked into yeah. your probably make sure briefly. like you were like filled out a, a terrible paper. person essentially yeah. they said you just come you know we'll let you know and you can come pick them up tomorrow like if you pass and all that so that's all it was and i was able to get them both the next day i think yeah so it's probably pretty similar gotcha. with every rescue so going forward like what are the next steps i know you said that um the pop-up cafes have gotten you know really really big mm-hmm. obviously um to the point where i mean it's kind of hard to maintain you know sort of that flow and and mm-hmm. get everybody where to where they can like see the cats and like interact with both of them and with you guys mm-hmm. so what is the next step i guess in the process uh figuring out how to do the pop-ups like with this bigger crowd mm-hmm. figuring out new models for that um raising money i don't know that's like the uh, funding is like the main i guess barrier to starting yeah. any business um but we're, we're in the middle of our indiegogo campaign right now and then after that, we'll see, like, what kind of bank loans we need to pursue. Those are very hard to get, but, you know, we're going to try. Yeah. Uh, it's always credit cards, other kind of loans. Mm-hmm. We're confident. The money's there. Got to figure out how to get it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to just do bigger and better things. I mean, we're going to have some bigger events, and the spaces we're working with right now are excellent, but they may not, you know, we may have outgrown them. So yeah. we're trying to figure out our, our next move, and we're in talks of planning some events right now, so uh you know just stay tuned to that and they'll they'll be they've gotten better every time i mean we really don't know what we're doing so we're learning as we go along it's just it's you know we could talk to the other people that own them all we want but like you know opening one is pretty cut and dry cat lounge coffee (laughs) shop right but like hosting these events is like well how do you do that i I don't know if any of them had ever ever did like these pop-up events like we Mm -hmm. did so we're, we're figuring out as we go along but they've been people have been excellent most everyone has been super supportive very excited very grateful and and very willing to contribute mm-hmm. and pitch in and donate and be patient to wait and meet these wonderful cats and yeah that's and, um, like the coolest thing. and that is just i mean if anything reaffirms your faith 
in humanity and in humanity's love of cats and you know that's that's done that because before this last big event two Sundays ago we I wouldn't say we were getting discouraged but we were getting a little like you know is this going to be able to happen like we just didn't know where we were at with it all but once we started to have these events and they took off and we were like oh okay yeah good okay you just you never know you doubt yourself along oh, yeah. the way if things don't go exactly how they planned them in your mind so um so yeah we're just gonna make them bigger and better and and um try and just get more cats adopted and get more people knowing that we're what we're trying to do and. And that we need their help to do it. And, you know, uh, hopefully we can all get together and make it happen. Yeah, they were. I was like, I don't know, it's kind of sad that this is where it's at. But I was like surprised that people were so like, you know, supportive and like willing to just wait in line to pet a cat. You yeah. know, I just I don't know. It that if long of a line. Not, yeah, but we you, know, it well. you have like. um <laughs> And you don't get that long with them. No, you don't. Like, there's so many people. Um, I mean, the good news is, like, in the actual cafe, like, for your reservation fee, there's a limited number of people in there. So there's, like, a good ratio. And you'll have, like, an hour Uh in there. So you can, like, manage your time and meet all the cats. Yeah. Um, But I I don't know. I think just, like, day to day, you know, you were... Everyone has like reaction or uh, interactions with people that are not so pleasant. So like to have so many people be so like pleasant, yeah, and like you know and supportive and like just showing up to like you know learn about our idea. It was it was really cool. I was um we felt very supported by the community and like we were talking about it. We were like it's not like it was like all our friends that showed up like a few of our friends were there but like, it's several, like strangers yeah some people we didn't know it was like some of our friends showed up and helped us a couple more of our friends like just came through but honestly most of those people i had never seen before yeah so i was like that's that's pretty cool sweet and so if people want you want to learn more about you guys or like just stay sort of in the loop with what perk up cafe is doing what's the best way to do that facebook <laughs> facebook um facebook and instagram we have a Twitter too. I'm really bad at going on it. It's like my least used one. I'll like be on Instagram and Facebook all the time and I'll be like, oh yeah, I have to tweet. <laughs> but yeah, those three platforms, um, if you just search Per Cup Cafe. And we do have an email newsletter thing that I send um, kind of once a week. It's not gotcha. like on a strict schedule, uh-huh. but more or less once a week. Every with couple like of weeks is what I updates, tell people. Um, and I put like the dates of the next events. Mm-hmm. And like if someone got adopted, I put that in there. Yeah. Um, and you can sign up for that if you go to our website. Um, yeah, definitely social media, though. That's where like, you know, these days, that's where it all is. And I just post like a bunch of cute cat stuff. And like, yeah, because I'm nice. Like ask people like send them pictures of their cats. Cat of the day like, on Instagram yeah. is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. We're and into it, that. like send us your cats. It's yeah. easy. It's easy for us because then I can just like, I was like, people are gonna get bored of seeing my cats all the time. We're gonna do a sticker thing soon. Like where you put your where did you put your sticker? Oh yeah, yeah. I have one here on yeah. my laptop. Yeah, I know. So. You can you can be a, you, <laughs> you can, can send yours can, in. You can submit. I mean, not that that's like the most exciting thing, but it's like. Fun. It's fun yeah. to see like people put them on oh, things yeah. and people see them, and that's how things start, you know, shirts and stickers, and they get it going. Yeah, so. but definitely send us your cat pics. Yeah, on and she's real. Instagram. We're, we're <laughs> not you, but we're real good at responding to messages. So send us a message. I mean, like you know, reach out. Like we're there. Ask us questions. If you want a cat, hit us up. <laughs> we'll help you get a cat. We'll bring a cat to you. Whatever. <laughs> Delivery. You know? yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having thank us. You. This is awesome. We appreciate it.
You're listening to the Oak City Move on WKNC 88.1. If you missed any of this interview or you want to listen to it again, for whatever reason, we podcast these interviews. So you can find them on wknc.org slash podcasts. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to 88.1.